Yeah, we're on. We're on. Presenting RGDY. It's already derailed. You might want to Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Thank you for listening to RGCWV, Reign of Geek Culture in West Virginia. This is a very special episode of our podcast. This is the first recording in front of a live studio audience. In the audience, we have Jay, Alex, which you guys have already heard from Alex, and Kurt. Tonight, my guests are Zane and Mark. We're going to be talking about Disney and the little-known things about Disney. So, um, this is a uh, um, not our normal podcast. We're going to be... well, for one thing, we're drinking beers uh, and uh, discussing, uh, well, what did you say was on the pillow? Oh, uh, th- this is the Dick Bird pillow. The Dick Bird pillow. Straight from Ikea. Anyone that has this pillow will know what they're talking about here. <laughs> should probably uh, take a picture of that and put it on your Twitter account. Yes. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, do, I'll, I'll have to do that. Child kind of turkey around Thanksgiving Maybe? sort of? Maybe but I don't. No, I don't really failed. understand what I'm looking at. Yeah, it's a peacock. <laughs> so anyway, we're not. We're not. <laughs> All right. So my cat is currently mauling Kurt. We're we're not going to uh, try to filter ourselves. We're just going to have some fun tonight. So uh, if there's any young children, um, please step away from the speaker. We'll see you next right. week. <laughs> oh yeah, Brit's here too. Brit's in the I'm audience. A child. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to represent the post nineteen eighty world. <laughs> There's no such thing. Is there any of us that are post ninety? Yeah, yeah. Harry's eighty eight, so yeah. yeah. She does. She, she, yeah, I mean, that's, <coughs> she was two. You know, when I play dress up too sometimes. <laughs> oh man. So while Luke's like trying to herd cats here. Um, I was just getting. I know, uh, yeah. I know. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for having us on. This will be a regretful experience for you, but I think I'm going to enjoy myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to work with you on a daily basis, so I'm not going to, you know, apologize for this at all. I'm just <laughs> going to drive this thing home. <laughs> so, um, guys, uh, we wanted to talk about Disney, and uh, we've actually been wanting to have this conversation for a while. Um, here last year, um, in April, I went to Disney for the first time, taking, uh, Bella and Cassie, and Zane and Mark turned out to be an invaluable resource, telling me about the many experiences, things that we, I could not miss at Disney. (laughs) And how did you manage to screw that up? Yeah, seriously, (laughs) we gave you step-by-step instructions. I mean, I hit most of the places, Step but... two was go to Epcot. Okay, Step listen. one was plan on going to Epcot. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I had three days. I, I, did the, uh, I did the Hollywood Studios, and then I did um, the Magic Kingdom twice. Well, it's a good thing that you went to a park that only had three rides. It's been an entire day, too, didn't you? In line. Mm-hmm. In... in uh... And how was that one ride, Tower of Terror? How, how was that? I didn't go to. I know exactly. <laughs> Two rides. You didn't ride one of them. <laughs> no, I mean, I, w- I did do the uh, uh, rock and roller coaster. That one was pretty good. You went to the ride next to the ride we told you to go to. Yep. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't there just j- just for myself. Um, Bella and Cassie both were not interested in Tower of Terror at all. And why'd you bring them along? <laughs> 
Hey <laughs> oh, no. Now, um, Luke, you told me you did that Star Wars thing. So, um, one of the things that Bella was the most excited about um, was getting autographs from different Disney characters. And the first place that we actually went to, we went to the Star Wars area at the Hollywood Studios. And the first one we went to was Chewbacca. And um, Bella, she walks up with her autograph book and everything, and apparently the, none of the Star Wars characters can sign their autograph. Oh, they, they don't sign in this part of the galaxy. Yeah, they don't right. sign in this part of the galaxy. Bella, she, I mean, she, you know, truthfully got real upset. And, um... Copyright. Che <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Chewbacca, he, you know, saw that she was upset, pulled her out of the line, gave her a big, huge hug, cheered her up, you know, had 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 a nice experience with her, and that was our first experience at Disney. And after that, it was just, it was just a magical time. I will say this: they they always go above above and beyond, uh, like at every level. Um, I mean, I've had great conversations with janitors. I've had great conversations with. The folks that are walking around with the characters. I mean, it's just... It's a different feeling whenever you go there. So that's... that's why it's the most magical place on Earth. Like, every cast member down to... <laughs> like you said, even the, the people, you know, emptying the trash are almost trained in being, uh, like, human assets at that point. Like, they are, they will help you with whatever you need. They can point you in the right direction. Um, and they'll notice if something's even the slightest bit off. Like, you know, if the kid's seems to be looking around or something like that, they'll approach that kid to see if that kid's lost at that point. So and they're, they're all very, very well trained. You know, a friend of mine uh, used to work at Disney in Florida that uh, she started out as a costume mascot. She was Winnie the Pooh. And she told me a lot about, like, her training for these things that you probably know a lot about how the actors are selected by height because they don't make the costume to fit you. They pick you to fit the costume. And um, things like signatures. Winnie the Pooh has a signature whenever he gives autographs, and these are to be consistent over, like, any other Winnie the Pooh mascot and over the years that this was set up years and years ago. And if you had a signature from Winnie the Pooh 20, 30 years ago or when they started the park at all, it's going to be the same as Winnie the Pooh's signature now. And you train on how to do that. She told me a lot about just her struggles and difficulties with the costumes and stuff. Because, yeah, it's as hot and terrible as you'd imagine. Yeah, seriously. You <laughs> couldn't pay me enough to do that in no. August. Yeah. And, and the, the, the whole rumor thing of, oh, they have these advanced air conditioning systems. And, no, they don't. No. Yeah. no. One, of the, one of the stories she told me was, like, she was on, on the floor while she was pretty sick. She had a runny nose, okay? And... Um, Whenever you can't wipe your nose and it's running forever, <laughs> it just runs all the way down. It'll run all the way down to your toes. You she, was, she was poo at that point? Yeah. She so was, poo was getting all sorts of excited that day. Poo, poo <laughs> was getting kind of slimy, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, oh, slimy yeah. poo. Slimy poo. Ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> that, was, that was my friend Valerie's experience at... Uh, <laughs> oh, she worked God. a few other jobs there later on, but she said it was a difficult place to work. 
Yeah, they're they're pretty hardcore. I mean, I think we're going to tread some ground here that you can find anywhere else, but right. they're they're pretty hardcore with their standards and practices for employees. But yeah. you know, that's how they keep the quality folks. I have every intention of retiring and going to be that old man that welcomes you home when you get to the resorts because <laughs> yeah. that's my dream job right there. That's a good that's job. What I do. That's yeah. I mean, my retirement job. I want to be right. that old man <laughs> on the jungle safari cruise. Doing the dad jokes? Yes, doing the dad jokes. <laughs> that, that would be perfect for you, Luke. Yeah. Do you have a dad joke? Um. Well, I might as well say one of the dad jokes that I remember from the actual Jungle Cruise, which is a lot of people say that bamboo can grow up to nine stories. Others say that it'll grow up to ten stories. But that's another story. Waka waka. <laughs> He's too far away for me to hit him. <laughs> No. I'm going to uh, joke, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. No. That was a one and done today. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. No. No. Yeah. No. No. Uh, I, I tried to blank that from my mind. Nope. Moving on. Moving on. So, so, no. so one, one of the things that, that, that I think we need to really establish early on here is, why would you talk to Mark and I about Disney? What are our Disney credentials, mm. if you will? What makes us relative experts to even give you advice? Well, that's what I, uh, that was my next point that sure I was, was. going to bring up. Yeah, sure it was. That's not what that says. No. That says <laughs> These aren't in order. That says oh. compliment yeah. Zane's thighs. That's what that says. Yeah. <laughs> They're nice, I know. Where Brittany? is that? I don't see that one. I don't see that one. <laughs> no, um, okay, so we, we had already talked about uh, my first personal experience at, at, uh, <laughs> Um, at Disney. Zane, why don't you give me um, your personal experience with the VIP experience? Oh, no. See, the VIP experience is something that's on my to-do list. Now, I haven't actually done that VIP experience yet, but that's on my to-do list. However, as the only person in this room that has been the guest family of the day... That's so what I was getting at. That's right. That's right. 2007 guest family of the day at Hollywood Studios. That was an excellent experience. Uh, Hollywood Studios? I thought you said that was the one I needed to skip. Uh, yeah, but I went to Epcot too, so <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's my turn now. I'm driving, damn it. All right. So I, I, I go to enter the, the park that day, and uh, it was it was right at open. They still had not opened yet. You know, the people were lining up and everything. It's in the middle of summer. It's It's hot. It's awful. Got a backpack that weighs three thousand pounds full of water because, because that's I'm not what you do at paying, Disney. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm you not, do at Disney. I'm not paying ninety dollars for a bottle of water. Uh, so I go in. There's uh, you know cast members and stuff there helping people and everything. And I casually nod at one of them and say good morning. And just go on about my day. Well, that cast member approaches me and he says, "Hey, uh, what, what were you planning on riding first today?" I said, "Well, we we're planning on riding Rock and Roller Coaster first today." He's like, "Oh, well, come with me." Okay. That's how all good assault stories start. Yes, that is. But hey, he had he had a Disney badge on, so I was going to trust him. He he had an honest face. <coughs> so we go we, we go in and they take us in and I don't know, you know, if you've been to Hollywood Studios or not. When you go in, there's a couple of shops to your left. There's the uh, the Mater's station thing over to your right. Well, if uh, you turn to the left there, there's like a back crew entrance, and it takes you back to some offices. And they had a lounge there that was just labeled VIP Lounge. He's like, oh, come in here and sit for a minute. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you're in trouble. That's right. We'll get to that later. Yeah. We've got to tell that one. We'll get to my Disney security stories later. Uh, so, Chris Hansen show up. Right yes. Why don't you sit right here? Why don't you 
just sit right there. So I, I'm sitting in this lounge, and he comes over, and he, he opens up this, like, refrigerator over in the corner. He's like, hey, get some water if you want some. Get some Coke. You know, we got plenty of stuff here. You know, just, 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 you know, fill up your bag if you want to. Bottle like, circle lines. <laughs> was nice. Like Scarface in Yes. <laughs> it was. It was Disney. It's a different time. Uh, so I got, uh, so, you know, I'm like, load up that backpack with even more water. Fill up, put water in your pockets. I don't care. That's a ton of free Disney water. And if you've ever been to Disney, they don't give things away for free, mm-hmm. ever. <clears throat> so, except in this instance. Except in this instance. But I'm still kind of confused as to why I'm in this VIP lounge when all I said was I was going to ride Rock and Roller Coaster first. All right, well, whatever. So he's gone for about 10 minutes, comes back, and he's like, all right, come, come this way. And I'm like, all right. So the park's still closed. So we're walking down the main street of, uh, of Hollywood Studios, and we stop right after the, that first little intersection there like uh where you turn to go towards indiana jones or you know turn up a little bit to go towards so you're beyond over by the so yeah we're, we're right we're right in that right past that first little intersection oh i got you where you can go by the dinosaur right where you can go by the dinosaur gotcha uh so we're we're sitting there on the on a park bench and uh he's you know just just wait here for just a minute and it's like, okay so we're waiting again well in the meantime they've opened the park and then they rope off where we are I'm like, okay. Like one singular little box? No, it was like they roped off the street, like right where the bench was that we were sitting on. They like roped off the street right beside us. Like, okay, this is very confusing. I've been to Disney many, many, many times and have never had this this problem. He'd also Um, just watched uh, Requiem for a Dream the night before, so he's really concerned about the roped off area. There you go. So all the people start lining up and everything. And about that time, the opening show starts. And I'm like, I have a feeling I'm going to be part of this show. <laughs> all right, let's roll with this. <laughs> so this old antique fancy car comes up, and all these people are out there singing and dancing and doing all this stuff, and I'm sitting here like, I wish I would have known the choreography. I'd have jumped in on this, but right now I'm just <laughs> kind of sitting here. Don't I look silly? <laughs> so they, they, they call us up and have us, you know, stand up in the car and everything, and they give us a microphone, and they're like, you know, oh, so where are you from? Oh, we're from West Virginia. Anybody else from West Virginia? Silence. (laughs) Except for one guy in the very back that yells, let's go! That guy, right there. That guy. (laughs) So then they announce that we're the guest family of the day, and I'm like, oh, cool. What does that mean? And says the young unmarried thing. It, I'm just like I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. That's that's the thing. I mean, it was just me and like my girlfriend at the time at Disney, and it's like I don't know what we're what we're doing here at this point. This is confusing. So they then drive us over to in that, that little antique car they had. They ended up driving us over to Rock and Roller Coaster, and we get to ride Rock, Rock and Roller Coaster with nobody on it, which was awesome, and. I thought that was about you know the end of the experience that you know there really wasn't much much else going on. Still, pretty point. good experience. Pretty good experience, yeah. Well, <coughs> the cast member that selected us originally met us at the end of the ride and said, uh, "He's like, oh, so anything you guys need today, anything at all, you come see me. You come see me, and you know we'll take care of everything." Okay. And he said, "Oh, also we have a special gift basket for you. So you know, come back when you're about ready to leave, and and we'll get that for you." Okay, yeah, that's, that's that's great. This is wonderful. Little did I know that that car that took us around took us around all day. Like we didn't have to walk anywhere. We rode that like celebrities through the park at that point, which was awesome. 
I'm like, okay. Did you is, throw out dollars is... to the peasants? Uh, no, 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 no. I wanted to. I wanted to. He didn't want to make eye contact with them. Exactly. Oh. Throw money at them. Don't look at me. That's where it all Don't started. That is where it all started. <laughs> all eyes were upon me. <laughs> Who the uh, hell is that douchebag? <laughs> His head grew five times larger that day. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, the guy, when the guy in the crowd yelled, let's go, you did yell back Mountaineers, right? Uh, yeah, because that's like written in the bylaws right. somewhere. Right. That's a requirement. Yeah, that's rules. Um, that's well, Pretty sure you can't you can't actually be a West Virginia res or uh, no. a citizen until you learn that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Also, eat shit pit. That's also <laughs> that, that's eat shit. If you can listen to Sweet Caroline and actually sing the words, you've got problems. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after that, the guy, uh, you know, he said, you know, "Do you have reservations to eat anywhere today?" And it's like, "Well, no, not yet. Yeah, we were just going to try to find something." He's like, "Oh no, you know, where, where do you want to go? I'll get your reservations." So went to Sci-Fi Diner. Just awesome. Love the sci-fi diner. I really like How, how was the sci-fi diner? I didn't go to the sci-fi oh, diner, and I am not upset about that choice. I went to the... ABC Commissary. No, I went to the... Um, ma, uh, ma, the other diner. Kitchen. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It is yeah. awesome. So I loved it. sci-fi diner. Yeah. The sci-fi diner is so good. Go. The food's fantastic. The atmosphere is even better. I, I, I love, love that atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah. Well, I couldn't get reservations for uh, uh, well, sci-fi look, dinner. Just do what I did and be the guest family of the day and you get reservations. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'll try harder wants. next time. Your yeah. family's adorable. Jeez. Try harder. <laughs> just push them ahead of you. Yeah, find an employee in the beginning portion. Make eye contact. Be generally friendly. I'm guessing I'm being pretty helped. I don't know. Not make <laughs> creepy eye contact. Yes. Don't breathe heavily and That's like stare really into their eyes. Lick your chops the whole time. Like, do that thing that you're doing <laughs> with your beard right now. That's not going to work. No, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but no, that was an overall good experience, though, just for that day. But in our gift basket, they actually had those commemorative buttons, and they were buttons that had us as honorary citizens of Disney. And we wore those things everywhere because everybody was like, oh, they're, they're honorary citizens. They're the guest family of the day for Epcot. Which is this park that we told you to go to? We'll tell you about it later. Yeah, we'll There's get we'll get to that one later. Magic Kingdom didn't matter if you had that button on. Everyone's like, you know, oh, they must be the guest family of the day today. So you just got all kinds of free stuff. It was awesome. <laughs> Work the system. Yeah, the system. Which actually segues perfectly into my experience. I have figured out the way to work the system. Now I'm in the military, so that affords me many, many more liberties. Oh my gosh, shades so of green. Many. No, shades of green. oh god, don't. <laughs> no, ew. Are you kidding me? They advertise it as, like, the greatest thing. Yeah, for plebeians. Mm. You know what? Before we get into your story, this is a perfect time for a commercial break. We're cutting over now to Kurt, who I believe is uh, plugging his new line of gun cleaning stuff. I think it's called Buckshot Number 12 Cleaning Solution. It's just my spit! Thank you, Kurt. (laughs) Back to you, Mark. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) No, um... No, I've, I've basically been going to Disney every other year for the last 10 years. I've been going since I was just under two years old, so I'm 36 now, so that's quite a few years. There was one year I went twice in one year. That was amazing. Uh, but basically over the last 10 years or so, I've been just figuring out the best way to work the system. So um, Then you joined the military. No, uh, that was well, the whole reason. Yeah, the that, entire, was the, that was the reason. whole reason. Honestly, it's one of the main reasons I'm staying in because once I retire and I can continue to have those uh, military salute benefits, oh man, I'll be living the dream. So, but it's it's awesome if you know where to look and what to do, then you can. Because it gets so frustrating to me whenever you find somebody who says, "Oh, we can't afford it. 
Uh, it's too expensive. It's not worth the investment or anything like that. Jay. I never said that. No, Jay no. has nine children and for some reason wants to deny them happiness. <clears throat> yes. <coughs> well, that's because Jay A magical hateful. journey. That's Baby? what you're denying them. You don't take babies to Disney. I was six weeks old the first time I was at Disney. I, I want to hear it. Look how you turned out. Exactly. <laughs> I turned my Guest family of the day. What? <laughs> I took my twins when they were seven months old, and we went with my brother-in-law and his family, and he had a, uh, a baby at the same age. How did, did that turn it. out? That was god-awful. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we actually met one of the best cast members ever, uh, because that's the closest thing I have to a Zane story on that one. But uh, yeah, just over the last couple of years, I've learned <laughs> a bunch of uh, tips and tricks on how to you know, make Disney work for you. Case, here's, the, here's the one that I can expl- tell everybody to do. Uh, if you're planning a, a trip to Disney World, get yourself a Sam's Club membership or a Costco membership or a BJ's membership or something Luke like is that. salivating right now. Uh, We're going to talk about Sam's Club. <laughs> He's just making more product. I know. <laughs> so uh, go there and you can buy like 200, $250 or $150, uh, $150 in gift cards or $500 in gift cards. And they'll give you like, I think, five or... or 15 bucks off of each. So like you get you'll get $150 for 145 bucks. Uh and like what? 185 or 485. Math is hard. 485 hard. to get a $500 gift card. And you can pay for your resort and everything and your tickets with that stuff. So it's expensive, but if you multiply that, you're getting 15 bucks off a pop. So 15 bucks each time is going to take a lot of money off in the long run. I mean, you can spend two two grand easily on yeah. a value resort. What's that? Value resort is where oh. the poor people stay. Oh, okay. Or people who have families. Oh. Middle income families. Oh. oh. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's 500 bucks times four. That's that's $2,000. So 15 bucks times four. That's 60, I mean, 60 bucks doesn't seem like a lot, but that 60 bucks can go to a lot of other cool things. It's like two waters. It is like two waters, so I don't know. Uh, no, that is a good tip. Uh, my my friend Jessica actually used to do that with before Target caught on to that. Yeah, that, like, Target. She'd got use on her Target. her five five percent on her Target red card and buy Disney gift cards with it just throughout the year because she goes to Disney so often. She'd just you know be like, oh, it's payday. I'm gonna go get a hundred dollar Disney gift card, and over time that that actually equated to a, quite a bit of savings. Yeah, I mean, you just if you start that process uh, far enough in ahead. Ahead of time, then you're good to go. Uh, we also have an app called Dosh. Now they're not sponsoring the podcast whatsoever, so I'm going to cover you legally on this one. But this uh, app called Dosh, you attach a credit card to it, and they all the time have uh, Sam's Club on there. So I think you get two percent, five percent, something like that, uh, cash back on every dollar you spend. So if you go and you spend five hundred dollars at a at a time, you're getting that fifteen dollars off. Plus you're getting the X amount of percentage back in cash. Math is hard. Yeah, math is hard. Uh, and then you just use that towards your final purchase. You can cash it out after 25 bucks. And just work the system, man. Just work the system. Other cost-saving things that you can do is you can constantly go on to the Disney website and look for deals. For one, for instance, one thing that they constantly run is a free meal plan when you book your Disney trip. Uh, now, there are certain stipulations, like you have to book a whole week, but that meal plan, how much is it a day, just for one person? Oh, God, it covers 
Let's see here. Well, there's different tiers to that one, but I think yeah. the least expensive one is like, what, 50 bucks a person? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and that's, that's just for snacks. Yeah. Which, yeah. my God, that's yeah. a water <laughs> and a, a Mickey ice cream bar, and you're already at $75. Yeah. So. But, I mean, if you're if you're actually work the system right, you can definitely make your money back in spades on the Disney meal plan. You just got to... I don't you know, know if I'd go that Yeah, far. that's kind of racist. Because... <laughs> <coughs> it's a good plan, and the thing is, I think where they get you at the value of that is the convenience factor to it. Of you don't have to figure that in; you've already paid that. Right. Yeah. So that's a a good method for that. The only thing I don't like about that is what the restaurants that require two credits. I love those restaurants. Oh yeah, it requires two credits. So I'm I'm out of like, credits like third day. Like the be our guest restaurant is now two credits, and it's also uh, prefix. Yeah, it's prefix now. Mm-hmm. You have to. Decide what you want to eat before you even go there. Get the gray stuff. It's, it's delicious. delicious. Cinderella's Royal Table is amazing, but if you don't feel like spending all that money, go to uh, Royal Oscar House in Epcot. All the princesses are there. The food is fantastic. It's a little bit more uh, family friendly, and it's super easy to get into. So. Is that the one in Norway? It is. I've been there. Yeah, it's really good. So. What is the gray stuff? The gray stuff, it's just... If you have to it, ask, you can't afford it. Okay. It's, it's like a, it's like a uh, real fluffy chocolate mousse. Okay. But it's dyed gray. It's, it, but it, it, is really, it is really delicious. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I tell you what, one of the places that uh, if you're on a meal plan and you want to make the best of your money, going to Ohana. Oh, oh God. Oh, my oh. gosh, Ohana. <laughs> Ohana is definitely a place... To get a good bang for your buck. Now, what meal did you go for? Yeah, it was it was dinner. We actually went there right when the uh, fireworks were going off. Perfect time to go. Yeah, because yeah. you can watch the fireworks from yep. from Ohana. Now, you can see the entire display, but if you have a chance to go down to Magic Kingdom during the fireworks, I mean, there's there's nothing, there's no way to compare. It's just so much better there. So since we're talking about uh, attractions and stuff like that, um, there was an announcement by Disney today about some changes at Epcot. Now, you guys can go and read that online. We're not going to really cover so much of that. But I would like to take this opportunity to ask you guys what you would make changes to the park, especially new attractions. Oh, for Epcot? Any place. Well, well, we'll we'll stick with Epcot. Okay, let's just stick with Epcot because they are announcing changes, and Epcot is under you know it's is going to be renovated. It's definitely going to get the much needed updates. Yeah, it's it it reeks of the 1980s still, which is fine. But I'm pretty sure that you guys are saying that it's perfect, and you there shouldn't be any changes. That's why I should have gone. Uh, no, no, no. You should have gone because we told you to, regardless of the reasons. You we we told you to. That's a good enough reason. Okay. Uh, So when it comes to Epcot Center, I mean, you know, I, I've I've loved Epcot since I was a kid. Uh, it was it's always my favorite park to go to. It's just a good experience overall. You walk in and there's a giant silver ball in your face. I mean, geodesic I, sphere. Yes, sorry. Yeah. It, <laughs> I'm tripping over my words recently, so I didn't even want to try that one. But beer's no, I mean, bad. I mean, think of it. You walk in as a two-year-old, and there's a giant ball in your face. Like, that's... We're going to need to cut that. Life-changing. <laughs> Life-changing. Life-changing. You just get hit in the face by this giant ball. 
again, it, the the entryway prior to two thousand and two was a magical entryway up oh, to the park. It, it you know it had this almost futuristic design to it. Of course, you had the 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 <clears throat> gigantic spaceship Earth right in front of you. Uh, you know, you walk under that, you see like the braces where it connects and everything. You're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This is, you know, so massive. Then when you realize there's a ride inside there too, you're like, oh, I have to ride this. This is going to be amazing. And it just like, it just called to like, I think like Walt's vision of the, of Epcot, which is, it's a community of tomorrow. It like had this, this futuristic feel to it. And just as time went on, it became like a cheesy feel to the future like this is it, it's it's 2019 we should have cool stuff like this postmodern yeah, yeah. It, it, it it did not age well it was the yeah. 70s idea of the future right retro futurism yes and yes. not even that it was like because like you can go to tomorrowland or um what's it called in disneyland paris uh there it's a jules Verne. yeah it's all Jules. Oh, like yeah, it's, yeah, it's a steampunk yeah. design like that's got that like that future will never get, but even that's aged poorly. So it's uh, in in Disney World, it's yeah. and Disneyland in Anaheim. I mean, they've both just aged very poorly. Well, I've heard that uh, Epcot was originally planned. The original vision was for it to be a city, yes, and not yes. like a, an attraction or anything. If like you that. go on the People Mover in uh, Magic Kingdom, they actually have a half of the, uh, the original model mm-hmm. that Walt yeah. used. Okay. And it was ingenious. I mean, we can spend a whole hour just talking about this. I mean, you got the city center in the middle where everybody would work. You've got your suburbs outside. Everyone would use people movers or monorails to get there. There would be no traffic whatsoever. Any traffic there was would be on a sub-basement beneath everything else. Uh, you It's very socialism-inspired for somebody who's uh, pretty Republican. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was I mean, it was genius. You wouldn't own anything; you would rent. But part of your rent would be that the, Disney would bring in sponsors, right? And like GE would give you the brand new uh, what's that thing you got up your microwave that also all the air de- fryer the yeah the dehydrates and everything. No, that's that, oh, that's that's, that's mine. Oh, that's mine. Oh, okay, I just have an air fryer toaster oven. That's yeah, mine. Mine's in my book. Mine's an air fryer toaster oven rotisserie dehydrator. Crazy, crazy visions like that of building a city of tomorrow that, I, I don't know, it seems like something that was a product of its time. And Well, honestly, nobody else would be able to pull that off right. nowadays. I mean, Elon Musk could come out and say, I'm going to do that, and we'd say, you put a stupid car in, in space with a dude yeah. driving it. That's pretty dumb. But, like, Walt Disney was just <laughs> on the fringe enough, but he also had all the money and the ideas that people just went with it. That's and why he's cryogenically frozen. Yep. And he'll come out every once in a while. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Um, he'll come out. No. No. no we're not going to. No, okay, gonna, never mind. No, no we're not going to make this. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, you wouldn't be able to find anybody else nowadays that would have the, the kind of umph, the it factor that yeah. Walt had that he could say, okay, you guys want a theme park in Florida. I'm going to buy all this land because I'm a crazy person under false names, which, which you had to. master at that. Right. But I'm going to put the theme park up at the top, but then I'm going to build the city in the middle of all my property that we can expand on. Like, you wouldn't be able to find that anywhere else. No. Nobody would be able to do that. And Bill Gates would probably be the only one that could do that, but he's too, too smart to do it. Right. Elon um, Musk comes close as a modern-day Walt Disney in that way, but 
not not the same. I mean, he's not well, universally loved like Walt Disney. Well, was. Walt right. Disney, also. Walt Disney was kind of like a Steve Jobs of his time. Of I can't really pull this off on my own, but I can really really detail what I'm visioning. And people want to buy it. People want to be there. People want to have that experience. That's probably one of the things that was uh, most to his credit was he was able to communicate these visions that he had. Uh, Uncle Walt, you wanted to hear him talk. I mean, what celebrity could you have on now? Or philanthropist or billionaire or anything like that that would have a weekly TV show that the majority of the country would tune in on? It's just not going to happen again. I mean, we also enjoy and not be a controversial figure in some way. Right. John Oliver. Yep. John Oliver. John o- I would. John I Oliver would, built a theme park. I would go to. I it. would go to the John Oliver theme park, <laughs> and, and not the one. Shalabov. And not the one that he's going to be in on that movie that's coming out here. What's the name of that movie? Dune. He, he was going to be. <laughs> American Pie. All right, while uh, Luke's looking this up, I think we're going to have to go with uh, Kurt for another sponsorship ad here. Uh, I believe we have some, we're all drinking some of Kurt's finest lager. Kurt, tell us about your lager. It's just beer and spit. Thank you, Kurt. <laughs> I almost choked on a Luden. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's down to just Luke and I because Mark is dead. <laughs> None of, none, of, none of us know Heimlich, apparently. No. We've got a certified nurse in the, in the room. She'll still draw your blood, though. Wonder Park. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's no, the name of the movie. Yeah, that's I, the name I, of the movie. I, yeah, I, that's I, what he's going to... That's just the way he said it. <laughs> yeah. Wonder that, Park. That's yes, the, Luke. That's yes. the name of the movie well that he's going to be in. Sliding Bond doors. <laughs> does that when we're not around, too. Like, when we talk about something during the course of the work day, he'll be at home with his wife. No, no, I know what it was. It was it was Jack Bauer. That was his name. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That has actually happened a couple times. Yeah. Oh, man. So, improvements to the park. To the yes. Park. Yes. So, full circle. Finally getting back on. Um, no, I, I mean, honestly, I got super excited for this announcement today. Um, not so much for, well, okay, I know you said we were going to beat it to death. Basically, no, what they're fine. doing is they're taking the Wonders of Life Pavilion and they're gutting it because that thing was a piece of garbage. Uh, and then they are putting in a play pavilion. Now, the, from the looks of it, it's going to be very much like the internet from Wreck-It Ralph 2. Um, but I think it's just going to be a fun place to take your kids and just get out of the heat for a little while and just be able to have fun. And we were actually talking about that yesterday yeah. uh, before this announcement even came out. Uh, Zane and I were taking a walk and we were trying to figure out what they should do with the intervention buildings, which are right behind uh, Spaceship Earth. And they are, for the most part, closed. Yes. They have a store on one side. They've got a soda jerk place that you can go have the most god-awful soda in the world. In the Beverly. Oh, the Beverly. Oh, God. And they used to have a meet and greet, but they just moved that from there to the Imagination Pavilion. So they're basically sitting there empty, hopefully to be torn down. But we said we should take that whole space and just make it like an actual World's Fair sort of thing. Yeah. 
we went as far as to say they should have a, a whole other festival. Oh, yeah, because, you know, with Epcot, there's three main festivals throughout the course of the year. You have uh, Food and Wine, which is amazing. Yes. Definitely check that out. Maui Brewing Company, Blakini Blonde was there last year. That was my beer of choice, and they just gave me a little four-ounce cup, and I said, I'm going to need about 15 of these for me to actually enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> yes. And also, your snack credits work there, too, so <clears throat> keep that in mind, too. Anyway, uh, so you have Food and Wine, which is awesome. You have uh, the... Was a flower festival, yeah, and then they have the arts festival, yep, which is going on right now, right? <clears throat> so to to bring that around, since Disney has the Marvel rights and everything else, make it like Stark Expo, like actually do a big expo of tech, uh, have <clears throat> have the space and stuff to do a that would be super cool, it would right? be, and like you can bring in like different companies, like turn that into almost like the, the new E three kind of thing. Well, that bring out they... like your new tech, bring out your your new gizmos. That would almost bring it around to the original idea exactly. of Epcot. Yep. Exactly. Holy crap. Yeah, I know. I'm a genius. It's weird. That's what that <coughs> building used to be. Where yeah. Right? Yeah. The where, interventions where originally was... And you could make paper, and you could play with all these different... Like, it was so Yeah, they had, like, all the new video games science. set up. And... Like, the first time I went to Disney, that's what I remember. Because Disney... That's what I remember about Epcot, mostly. Because the Disney Channel on TV used to have that little robot guy. I can't remember what his name was. And he would go around the park, but he was featured in that building. Like, he was on the Mm -hmm. pedestal, and you could see him. And then there was all these things you could go and do. and It was super cool, but, I mean, that was the only time. The first time I went, that was the only time it was there. Like, Body Wars. Ugh. Again, no. just just play that it's movie great. during Star Tours. You've got Body Wars. I love Body Wars as a healthcare professional. <laughs> that's what got you into healthcare. Going around destroying white blood cells. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the opposite of healthcare professional. I don't care. It's super cool. If I could shrink down into this little ship and go destroy some white blood cells for a person that just has a splinter, I would do it. I mean, Dennis Quaid in Inner Space wasn't even ballsy enough to do that. My God. Oh, Dennis Quaid. Because Gary Sinise was busy that weekend. (laughs) (laughs) But he did save the life of one Martin Short. Martin Short. Who went on to save the Canadian Pavilion. Yes. Single-handedly. Yes. And be an amigo. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, The the movie in Canada, man. That's where it's at. Yeah. That's that's, that's a good one. It's probably the least, well, it's probably the least and most racist of the movies that are there because it's very Canadian. That's very tough. (laughs) It's got some tough competition too, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Speaking of racism, let's talk about Splash Mountain. Yes! There There we go. go. I mean, that... Full circle. My God. That movie, that ride is just racism in an easy-to-swallow package. Seriously? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've never been. been. Have you ever seen the movie? Song yeah, of the, the South. The yeah. Song of the South, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what that, that's okay. based around. <laughs> which, T- yeah. Tell me about Splash Mountain and how it relates to Song of the South. Oh, my God. It's, it's basically a play-by-play of Song of the South. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, Br'er Bear. All of them using, like, the most ridiculously insulting, like, Southern accent. Yes. Oh, Lee, God dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, but oh, all of it was that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You pretty much could have just been a voice actor for the. Uh... Oh, wish. <laughs> Which, speaking of uh, voice acting, since I'm such a nerd for voice actors and everything, every voice, almost every voice on that ride, is voiced by the same guy who did Roger Rabbit. Oh. Did not know that. Yep. Yeah. So. 
Like, is that is that everything for Splash Mountain? It's just kind of the... Just know when you're going on it, you're going to enjoy yourself, but after you get off, you're going to be like, that was, oh, really, that was really weird. I'm probably yeah. not sure. Did you Splash Mountain? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that was my... That was my first fast pass at uh, at Magic Kingdom. Well, good, good. How's Pirates of the Caribbean? <sighs> you are exasperating. I hear it was good. <laughs> you are exasperating. <sighs> one job, one job. <clears throat> okay, at Magic Kingdom, I didn't do the pageant Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't do the People Mover because it was broken down, and I didn't do the Seven Dwarves Mine. Did you Space Mountain? Yeah, of course. Oh, oh, oh of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Come we on, got Disney World. You got it. You Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Man. Come on. <laughs> Come on like the fucking mayor of, uh, of Magic Kingdom here. Well, by God, <laughs> of course I rode those rides. You're not an American. You don't ride those rides. I, just, I, I went on Space Mountain and it sucked. Just, Get out. Whoa. What? No, Whoa. seriously. Uh, I'm going to confess something. My mother had such a fear of, spl- of uh, Space Mountain. That she somehow instilled that in me, and I did not ride Space Mountain until I was thirty years old. <laughs> and then I rode it twice in eight minutes because it was so freaking dead. Oh. February, go in February. Oh, February's great. <clears throat> That's how I used uh, my um, extra magic hours because I stayed at the uh, one of the Disney resorts. Um, they had the extra magic hours at Magic Kingdom, so we just did all of Tomorrowland. So we didn't have any of the lines. Yeah. Oh, by the way, another insider tip here. Uh, when you go to the Magic Kingdom, everyone goes immediately to Tomorrowland. They, everybody goes down Main Street USA and turns right. Yep. Go Turn left. left. Yep, go that's left. what we did. Adventure In fact, land, actually, that's what you guys told me to do. Yep. Yeah. See, he did some things. He did one he thing. Did, he went into... The, the, he goes into Adventureland and doesn't ride Pirates of the Caribbean. No, 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 we'll skip that. We'll, get, we'll do the next pirate ride that's out here. Pirates are a bad influence. <laughs> they wanted the redhead at one point. Now they, they did don't. The Instead of doing the Pirates of the Caribbean, I did the Jungle Cruise. Will you tell me about your t-shirt? Is oh, yes, yes, yes. So this is not Spyro the Dragon. Um, as the <laughs> Disneyland employee mentioned to me. But that Zane oh. probably got fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I demand his badge and his gun. <clears throat> because you know they're packing. Oh, they, always. They I, I walked in, and the guy's like, oh, is that Spyro the Dragon? I'm like, no, it's Figment. And then the person beside him who knew who Figment was was like, oh, my God, that is a Figment shirt. I'm like, there you go, see? Uh, so Figment is uh, is one of the original concepts from Epcot, from the Imagination Pavilion. Um, the unofficial mascot. The unofficial of... mascot of Epcot now at this point, uh, which is great because for a while he just kind of disappeared. Yeah. And I was really concerned until the people, uh, you know, all the millennials that were grew up around Epcot Center revolted. Uh, after that disaster of a ride, <laughs> when they took Figment out. But Figment is in the Imagination Pavilion. He is the product of the Dreamfinder, uh, and he's basically the the coolest mascot you could have. He's a figment of your imagination. What is the full description for, of him? <sighs> Two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow, horns of a steer. What a lovable fellow! Yes. From head to toe, a royal purple, purple pigment. pigment. And there, voila, voila you've got, got a pigment. Imagination, imagination. A dream can be a dream come true. We can't go any farther or else Luke's going to get sued. 
That almost rhymed. That's, that was I'm, a good attempt. I was like, eh, it'll work. It'll work. <laughs> yeah. See, at least imagination, you kind of knew the words, too. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been through Pirates of the Caribbean, and I do not know the words. You know, I know the occasional ones, so it's... it's, it's I don't it's, know the words uh, of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, yo, of course you don't. Yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. Drink up, me hearties. Yo, ho! Okay, so um, uh, you guys can't see this uh, on the podcast, but uh, Zane has filled up his pimp chalice with popcorn. Yeah, that's our roll. <clears throat> what? So you can. Uh, I, I did do the um, the wheelchair exploit. The whole park. You rented a handicapped person? Go oh, that no. pissed me off so bad when that story came out. Oh, yeah, it is bull crap. Because um, at the time, it was a year after my major surgery, and I could walk. I was fine to walk. But the doctor said, it's not, maybe not a good idea to walk like 10 miles in a day. Just as a precaution. <clears throat> so just as a precaution, <coughs> he told them that I would need a wheelchair. They let you on every single ride <coughs> with no weight whatsoever. You walk right up the exit, they, they put you on. You get off no weight whatsoever. Yeah. It was awesome. We got to skip ahead on the, the Toy Story one. Remember? Because they came and got us in line. Cause yeah. Because for somebody else that was going through the handicap. Getting yeah. on the back. And they were like, hey, we need people to fill this up. Yeah. So we were, we're, that was in uh, We were solid Hollywood 25, Studios. 30 minutes back in line. And they, and they just came, came back and got us. And said, hey, you're, you're party too. Come on back. Yeah, it's like, yeah, all right, I'm cool. So we got to ride it like three times. You know, I've heard that from a lot of different people as far as like the, the wait times on the Toy Story ride specifically. And I saw this to be true as well. I went on the Toy Story ride, and it said that it had an hour wait, and we weren't standing in line for more than 20 minutes. Okay, so the way that works is you if you see it happen, or if you're lucky enough to get that, they will give a red tag. We've had that. Through. Yep. I got and red tagged on Everest. Everest. So they, they notate the time that they give to you, and then when you get up to the front, you hand over the tag, they'll put that in, and that's what dictates the system. Now, you can be slow as shit and just take your time up there, and it's going to say it's a seven-hour wait like Avatar. Amazing ride, by the way. Um, Where is that one at? Oh, my God. That's at Animal Kingdom. In Didn't, the do that one. Area. Didn't do that one. <clears throat> the Flight of Passage. I was told amazing. that that one could, I could skip. You were told wrong. Wait. The ride of the park. The park. Oh, the park. Yeah, you can skip. They <laughs> if you happen seven... to be in the park, go to that ride. If you're not in the park, uh... go to Epcot instead. Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> So, so as a, as, I'm done with my points. So, I have so no more as points. a, as a filler, uh, yeah. you can splice it in wherever if yeah. you want to. So, uh, I, I have my my Disney security story. Oh yes, we have to hear this. So, Disney World has ha, has has security, and generally they're pleasant people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're still cast members. That's fine. They're great. Um, when I was smuggling in uh, the engagement ring for when uh, I proposed to uh, my wife on the teacups, oh. I had to smuggle that thing through there, and the I guy pretty much to include that story now too. Oh, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that one. Yeah, that's so. Good. Uh, you know, the, the, that guy was kind of chill because you know, had he gotten closer to said item that I had hidden quite well, 
he would still, you know, be like, hey, dude. <laughs> Hopefully not going to go through there. Or assuming it was probably cocaine that I was going to distribute in the Magic Kingdom and then, you know. Yeah, they have their own. Yeah, they do. They do. It costs a lot more money, though. <clears throat> so, I was, this was probably 2006, oh, oh. 2005, somewhere around there. So if this is the engagement story and you can't remember the year. No, no. no. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why you got to be a family of the day, because they remembered you, and they were like, ooh. Ooh, yeah. Remember, yeah. That, oh, remember, remember that little issue we had there? Well, Sorry. we do. they do have yeah. facial recognition software. That yes. So. So this is and about, that's not a lie. That is true. So, an RFID that they track you with everywhere. <clears throat> I have Thank my magic, magic band on right now. And they know where he is. <laughs> so, I, I was going into Epcot Center, and this was, again, 2005, 2006 time frame, something like that. And, like, like you know, most, you know, West Virginia good old boys, I, I had a pocket knife, a small pocket knife that was clipped in my pocket. You know, it was, it was nothing, nothing, you know... Yeah, yes, yes. No, no, I was how, how, long, how long was it? 18 it was, inch Bowie knife. Yes, yes. 18 inch Bowie knife. No, it was it was maybe an inch blade. It was like it's a it's a utility knife. So it's a, even within government standards. Yes. So it was clipped to my belt and everything and we're going through security. And again, like I said, most of the time security's pretty chill. I got the one person that apparently was fired from the TSA for shooting an old woman. Uh, so this lady uh, comes up and she's like, "Sir, what is in your pocket?" And my first response was, my hands, ma'am. Um, and she's like, no, what is that clip to your pocket there? And I said, well, that would be a small pocket knife. And she's like, well, you need to come with me. I'm like, okay. Now, this was not a guest family of the day situation. Her <laughs> attitude was definitely not indicative of, uh, you know. The, Someone of your stature. Yes, this was this was definitely a uppity individual with this. She takes me over to this little table thing. She's like, well, you need to set this out on the table right now. I'm like, are, are, I just felt like she was expecting me to like pull a rocket launcher from my pocket and place it on the table. And I, I take the I take the small pocket knife out and I set it in the little basket. She's like, well, what is this? I'm like, a camera? I, it's a pocket knife. We've gone over this. Like, well, you can't have this in the park. And I'm like, I actually beg to differ because at the time, the rules were, you know, like they still followed like the the. Florida laws of, of two inch. Yeah, and it was it was a small you know it was a utility knife. It's like you know if you if you had a <clears throat> nothing. Go okay, ahead. if you guys ha- if you had like a Swiss Army knife or something like that, it was that size blade. It was a very very small knife. And she is just having this shit fit about this knife, and the whole time she's getting more and more upset. I am starting to laugh more, which is not good. The problem is I am not going to be berated by somebody who has a mouse, a cartoon mouse, on their badge. There, you have no level of authority at this point. And the more mad you get, the more I'm like, oh, come on, have a magical day. This is, why are you so upset? This isn't a problem. And she just has this whole fit. So finally I said, okay, I'll tell you what, if this is such a problem and you're going to have this whole issue with me, and you, you want to send me back to the hotel to put this in my car. Because I can't even have it in my hotel room. I can't take this back to Disney property. I can't have it on the property at all. And I'm like, well, yes, this weapon of mass destruction is is a problem. I, I, I do see where the the just just fields of dead that I'm going to slice through on my way into the park is going to be a bad press day for you guys. Um, why don't we ask the you know sheriff's deputy that's here 
what? Because you guys have lockers, I can check this thing in. Like, well, no, you can't check a weapon in. I'm like, you have lockers, I can check this thing in. So she finally calls a cop over, and the cop's like, what? Like, <laughs> I have this knife, and apparently it's an issue. It's not a problem. It's legal length. It's not an issue. And I'm like, well, she, see this lady over here, this kind lady here with the lovely little scowl? She is, uh, she, she's got a problem with, with this knife. He's like, oh, what, do you want to just check it in? Like, oh, you mean that thing that I just said I could do? <laughs> yes, I'd love to check that in. And she, meanwhile, is at the same time just being like, well, you know, we might not even have to let you into the park. I'm like, oh, I guarantee I can get past you, honey. <laughs> she was a this, weevil, too, this, wasn't she? This is an, it's, Did she wobble but not fall down? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. You, you kind of have this, as soon as I start describing this lady, you just get the image of her, and I guarantee you, no matter what your image is, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> So I checked this in, and the cop was like, yeah, she does that sometimes. I'm like, figured. So then I go into the park and carry on with my magical day. I come back out, and it's the same cop. And I said, hey, can I get my pocket knife? Sure. Goes and gets it without incident. How many lives were saved that day, really, though? <laughs> that day. Now that night, on the other hand. <laughs> that was the, uh, the, the, the the night of the Jack the Ripper incident at Planet Hollywood. Or uh, Planet Hollywood. Planet Fitness. <laughs> Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> You just went from really something. bad to even worse to like okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Now I will say this. Okay, so we're going completely off book at this point. So yes, it sucks that Pleasure Island is gone. Yes. However, Disney Springs is just hands down amazing. I mean, all the restaurants they have. Yes, but they could have kept can, Pleasure Island. Can, no. can I they say could something? have kept it? There was no reason. It took up like two blocks. Yeah, but you of know, space. you know how bad it got there at the end. Like, because they, they made it bad. They ran it into the ground intentionally. Okay. Well, that could lead us to another thing we talked about also, um, which is the, the plateau that they had once upon a time and how they have to kill something before they can make it better. I personally, like, just the aesthetics of all of it, what used to be Pleasure Island is a gorgeous shopping area. Now, Disney Springs is, is absolutely phenomenal. And it's not just... It's not just the shopping and the restaurants and everything. It's also some of the other things that they have there. Um, for instance, um, they have the Star Wars Void, which is actually sponsored and provided by Oculus. And it's a full, not even just a 3D, but an augmented reality experience where you're walking, actually walking through the environment with your 3D headset on as a stormtrooper picking up an actual physical blaster and missing with every shot because <laughs> you're wearing a goddamn oculus on your face <laughs> and you're dressed as a stormtrooper so you can't yeah, hit you're shit not anyway. allowed to hit your target you realize that. but it's still really cool there he is blast him okay blast a, around him it's a unless it's a non-main character then you right. can shoot them i mean i tried to shoot darth vader but he just blocked every single shot no so, that's pretty cool that's just because yeah. you're a bad shot yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shoot the groin I didn't try that. Oh, yeah, you're see. wrong. See, that shows how much of a... I was aiming for the head. That's robotic. <laughs> yeah. Everything below his waist. You don't have that part anymore. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Now we're getting this growth and everything like that. They, they tore down Pleasure Island. They... Well, before, like, even before we get into that, that, that growth portion there, though, it wasn't necessarily a plateau. They were still expanding. Euro Disney was an expansion. California Adventure was an expansion. Poorly. But poorly. Th that's the thing. Those ideas were expensive and flopped horribly. 
Yeah, well, but That's also... That's part of the cause of that plateau. Well, here's also what I'm thinking. You know, your ticket prices didn't change for many, many years before Eisner came in. Do you think, since we get, like, a yearly increase on tickets, and they're bringing all this new stuff in, and now they're doing the variable pricing, all to, like, make up this money that they threw at Avatar, threw at Toy Story Land, which, Disney, if you're listening to this for whatever reason, get some goddamn shade in that area. Because holy shit... I about burned my ass off out there. But anyway, with all these expansions and the Star Wars land opening up this year. Holy shit, this year. That's insane. Um, do you think they could potentially just plateau for a couple years and rest on their laurels? I think they need to. I, I think they need to. I think they need to like calm down and stop building just random things. But at the same time, I think that they're still with the expansion of Epcot Center... I still say that they're going to slap a fresh coat of paint on it, maybe add that new little area that we read about today. But, like, we're not going to see any new rides in the World Showcase. We're not no. going to see any new, like, you know, thrill rides or, you know, Horizons-type ride or educational experience. Or, pour one out for Horizons. Uh, sinkhole got it. Okay. Oh, oh, so, so random things at Disney that aren't supposed to happen that happen. So I have one. I, I was on one of the access bridges between um, Fantasyland and uh, Reality. Yes. So I was on one of those little access bridges watching the fireworks the one night. You know, those fireworks come from generally about a mile away from... <laughs> oh, I uh, remember this story. About a mile away from the actual park is where they do most of the big fireworks. But they have the ones that come up over the castle. They have some... And they're, they're set in launchers like you know throughout the, the park and stuff. And... It's, you know, you're, you're sitting there watching these fireworks and everything, and suddenly I find myself inside of a firework, and it's like just this explosion and just white sparks and stuff everywhere, and I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. This definitely was not supposed to happen. Two seconds later, cast members everywhere around there making sure everybody was okay, because one of the fireworks exploded on the ground. Yeah. Oh. Literally, one of the ones that was supposed to go up over the castle that was yeah. not in behind, it was like the actual explosive was right there. Mm-hmm. So it blew up right there on the ground. It's like, oh! Yeah, that, that probably wasn't good. <laughs> Zane has Mickey-shaped confetti shrapnel in his leg now. I do. <laughs> Still can't get fast passes for everything, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thank you, Zane and Mark for uh, being my guests tonight. And thank you to the studio audience. And uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to RGCWV. Oh, oh that's, one. that's one. So what the audience may not know is uh, um, I lost the slap bet to uh, Zane uh, here a couple months ago because I didn't know uh, if Because uh, he Kurt... didn't go to Epcot Center. Because he didn't go to Epcot Center. No, because I didn't know if Kurt was right or left-handed, and I lost that bet. You did, because you decided that you were all Brody on that one and said, you know what? Y- yeah. Kurt's right-handed. Yeah. So what's a slap bet? A slap bet is... Um, it's in reference to uh, How I Met Your Mother. And uh, basically, uh, two parties, they uh, enter into, uh, oh, I, uh, I know uh, how this is going to turn out. I, I'm I bet sure. you. I slap bet you. I slap yeah. bet you. 
and uh, then they determine how many slaps that other person gets. Oh, uh, you should. And hit then you. Oh, he gets. He he's down to four now, but he gets five slaps from now oh, to eternity. Okay. Yeah. So it can just be any time. Yeah. Yeah, and I and that's part of the bet too is you cannot get mad at the other person when they slap you. Correct. You just got really, really sad though. That was the thing. You're like, <laughs> why did you just slap me? I had a really good podcast and then you smacked me for no. Oh, oh, oh that's where that came from. Oh, okay. So, um, anyway. Okay. Cir- no, we circling back around. No, with with Luke getting really sad, we got to throw this in there also. This happened okay. earlier today. So, all right. So. <laughs> We were on another one of our walks, and we do actually work sometimes. No, uh, so we're getting, we're going at it, and uh, yes, going at it, holding hands and everything. Windy uh, walks, holding hands and taking windy walks. Yes, and we were talking about something. We were trying to plan for this evening, trying to get the last minute details down, and we started talking about castings, and Luke starts saying, "Oh, X, Y, and Z is going to be in the new Dune." And they came up to, uh, like, the only fair-skinned actor coming into this role. He's like, and he's going to play such and such. I was like, okay. Gurney Halleck. Again. Yeah. um, Means nothing. Josh Brolin's going to play Gurney Halleck. Okay. And I was extremely extremely excited about that. All right, Topher Grace is going to play Jazzle Tootie Pants. (laughs) Shia LaBeouf's going to star in the whole thing. That that makes... You're just making up words at this point. So... He turns to me and he says, you've read Dune, right? And I said, no, just matter of fact. My man turns around and just walks. Beelines just off the other direction. <laughs> so we kind of giggle to ourselves and we're like... As we're still holding hands, taking our windy walk. Yeah, doing a nice skip at this point to really get the cardio going. And uh, we're like, okay, we turn around and we just expect him to just... Turn around with a big goofy look on his face and come and join us for the rest of the walk. As I'm wearing a goofy, he just—he's gone. Like we keep on going, we get halfway down this long hallway that we walk, and at that point we're like, "All right, he's really starting to sell it." We get to the far end. It's like, "All right, so we're gonna get down there, and he's still gonna—he's gonna be standing there. And he's gonna go with one more lap with us." We turn back and we're like, Mate, "Did we really upset him?" We finally get back to where he turned around and left. Nowhere to be found. So we walk back to the cubes, and we stop at his cube to like apologize in case we like really hurt his feelings. Not there. So I'm I'm freaking out at that point. We go to Kurt and we're like, "Have you seen Luke? Like, where did he go?" We're pretty sure we just insulted him. Like, <laughs> we're not sure what we did, but apparently by not reading Dune. And I turned on his shot collar. I didn't yeah. even yeah. scream anywhere. So he shows up. What five? Ten minutes later, yeah, something we're like, like that. dude, we thought you just kept on walking. We thought you just went, got your jacket, got in your car, left, never to be seen again. <laughs> Do you have time to hear about your Lord and Savior from Dune? Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you guys oh. anymore. I can't. It's more Adib. <laughs> that's that's the that's the Lord. Never mind, I'm not understand. helping myself. All right, so I can't, <laughs> getting back on this one, I can't believe I'm actually going to willingly bring this up. But speaking of casting fucking movies, oh dear. Zane, would you like to tell everyone about your fantastic idea that I totally love in any sort of way? Okay, so, as I've mentioned before, Figment is awesome. We love yes, Figment. Yes, Figment has grown up with a lot of us. We've grown up with Figment. It's been, like, you know, we brought him back from the brink of extinction. Yep. Because that just shit show of a ride they came out with when they took him out of it. No amount of Eric Idle it will replace all of Figment. No. Sorry. No, no. So... 
I'm thinking in this whole, you know, theme of, you know, random dark movies that Disney will take part in, or, you know, even even Pirates of the Caribbean at times, a fairly dark movie. Uh, yeah. Um, to, to, to bring that out, to, to partner with Tim Burton on this one to bring a Figment movie out. But to, instead of having it be, like, you know, oh, happy, jolly Figment, uh, <laughs> as we all know, we could still have Figment be that way, but have the Dreamfinder be Johnny Depp and Tim Burton movie. Johnny, if you're listening... You know what to do. You, you're available for work right now. <laughs> you, you are. Trust me. <laughs> you're not really doing much nowadays. It's going to cost like $8 to get you for this one. <laughs> you owe Tim a favor still. <clears throat> but do like this whole steampunk design thing where the Dreamfinder is really just this, this drug-addicted wasteland of a human being who goes on these adventures, but he has this dragon that just hangs out with him. And, and they go on these adventures together. It would be great. You could easily milk this out of three movies. No. I hate this idea. Edgy I hate this idea so much. Why do you hate this I idea? I hate it do you so hate fun? much. <laughs> like, do you just not like Tim Burton? <coughs> okay, we've had this discussion. Tim Burton doesn't like Tim Burton. No. <laughs> if Tim Burton is left within restraints, if he is given a path, he's fantastic. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. First movie. It had that whimsical... It had... It had Burtonisms peppered in, like Large March, fantastic scene. Oh my gosh! The clowns. I still have, I still have my yeah, we, we all. the clowns. I just got that out of my head. Sorry. <laughs> the clowns, like all the stuff, like when he's going through the back lot, everything like that. Burtonisms peppered in. When, yeah, when Tim Burton actually has a goal that somebody else has set for him, he's he's very good. But when he gives, he's given free reign. He just. He goes off the rails quite quickly. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things like if you get your typical director, they're going to go the state straight and narrow most of the time, and then every once in a while they get that pet project that they go crazy with. Well, he's given so much free reign that his let's go crazy was Big Fish, and that is by far one of the best Tim Burton movies. I forgot about that. That he did fantastic. Yeah, he that really was a fantastic movie. All right, so if you're gonna if you're gonna say, all right, Timmy, you and your boy John John are gonna have a purple dragon, and they're gonna be drugs and everything like that. We'll put it on the touch touch tone or touchstone uh, banner or or whatever, or hell, we'll even put it under um, Fox Searchlight. Because they could totally pull that shit off once they acquire it. Because Disney owns Fox now. Yeah. We're going to let you just go fucking hog wild with it. You know he's going to make some crazy, like, bullshit that's just going to be... That the Hot Topic kids are going to love. So, your, your theory, though, with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, that Hot Topic ruined that. But no. you didn't like that to start no, with. No, I didn't like that to start with. I, I never liked what? Nightmare Before My kids... No. My twins are obsessed with that the music, and like I'll listen to the music because I'll give them this. I'll give them Danny this Elfman. much. Danny Elfman. Nobody does Christmas like Danny Elfman. Okay, like you've got John Williams with the Home Alone score. You've got Irving. That's Bo- what he's known for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. I was gonna say no. No, no but seriously, no movie that just happens to have an intergalactic feel to it. No, never, uh, never yeah, heard of yeah, it. Yeah, the Home Alone series. No, he didn't do the Stargate series. <laughs> No, but like, if you were to compare apples to apples, if you're going compa- oh, okay. compare the Home Alone soundtrack to the just the field. Dick measuring contest of which composer is best. No, that John Williams will hand, will hand down. John Williams. A, uh, a close second is Michael Giacchino, but that's a whole different. If you want to bring me back, 
But yeah, I mean, if you... I mean, Danny Elfman, between Nightmare Before Christmas, Batman Returns... Mm. Like, just think of all the movies that are set around Christmas that he's done music for. Like, that man knows Christmas. So, I'll give him that. The only thing that um, Nightmare Before Christmas has going forward is Danny Elfman. I just but, like the Did you say the only thing? The only thing. Get out. No. <laughs> get out. No. We were Slide talking about, uh, about Tim Burton. Nice Zane, you tell him to get out. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. He can, he, he can stay. His opinions are valued. I really Not think Nightmare before, before Christmas was like his passion project. That's like his magnum opus. That's the thing that that he was made to do. Yeah, but here's the thing. He he wrote the book, or he wrote right. the story, and then gave it to somebody else, because that was too much hard work. For the book. Yeah. Do you think a big idea guy like him would actually have the patience to do stop-motion animation? No. <laughs> I mean, I can write an awesome story. I'm not going to see it all the way through if it's some bullshit like that. Mm. Well, just wait to the live-action one. As long as it doesn't look like those freaking meet-and-greets. Never in the entire history. No, I can't say that. S- Sally looks good though. Sally looks good. It's Jack. Yeah. Yeah, Jack does, does not. Look a little. Jack looks a little like they phoned that one in. Oh, they they <laughs> definitely Sally filmed that, that one in. Seems like the one character that they shouldn't be phoning in. It's gonna well, be a live action. Inevitably, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to RGCWB Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. <laughs> Boo this man. <laughs> I am your host, Luke Hersey. I'm Mark Shipley. I've got the Dick Bird pillow. And also me, Zane Ringler. Yes, now. Um, it's customary for the guests to say welcome to the end. Have a magical day. Oh, that's a good one. That's that. We'll, we'll go with that one. Have a magical day. <laughs>